Welcome back to another edition of TC Braves Nation. I'm your host, Brandon Romans, joined in studio this week with a special guest, Coach Corey Quinn, the new head football coach here at Tishomingo County High School. I'm also joined with Athletic Director Jared Robinson and Principal Mr. Dax Glover. Guys, glad to see all of you here. This is a kickoff to a new season for TC Braves Nation, so I'm glad we could come in a little early before school starts and let you introduce our new head football coach to the faithful here at Braves Nation. Bef- so coach Before Rob- we start, I want to say that this, uh, this is brought to you by, well, we don't have a sponsor, so if someone out there listening would like to sponsor the TC Braves podcast, we are available for purchase and just contact us for more information. So go ahead there, Mr. Rowan. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's right. We are uh, looking for great sponsors that want to be a part of Tishomingo County High School. So we've got a lot of great things coming up this year going forward. So please get in touch with us, and you can help promote your business here on TC Braves Nation. So, Coach Rob, I'll hand it off to you and let you introduce Coach Quinn uh, to the crew here. Coach, we'll uh, we'll get right to it. Uh, you've been on the job since late April, early May, so kind of catch us up to speed on what's been going on with TC football. Well, uh, you know, I, as I as I stated when I first got here, the whole job is to is to close the gap between us and everybody else that we played from the last year, and then you know going forward into making it a new era and kind of taking a program over and making it my own. So you know, getting here in April, working half days at my old school, and then showing up here on two wheels and starting spring practice. The whole goal was to just get better every day and kind of start putting, you know, our our new stamp on the program every day. So the whirlwind kind of slowed down after spring, um, and we've we've attacked the summer uh, pretty pretty well so far. Um, once we get back from the dead period, we're really going to crank it up. But I think, uh, I think setting – we're starting to see the expectations that we've set show up, and I think uh, – I think our on the field our on the field performance is getting better every time we're out there. Coach, um, <clears throat> for those that may be listening to the podcast that don't recall the hiring process when you first came on board, kind of catch them up to speed on uh, on a little bit of your background slash resume, if you want to. Right, definitely. Uh, and I was, you know, I'm from I'm from Corinth, uh, so I'm very familiar with the area. I've always been familiar with Tishomingo football. Um, it's a move back home for us, which was super exciting. Um, but you know, kind of been kind of been quite a few places and seen quite a few things. Uh, you know, as a, as a student at Ole Miss, uh, I was a uh, I was a student assistant and then coached at ICC for a year and then got uh, jumped into high school football at Hernando High School for two years and then uh, had another opportunity to go coach college football at Arkansas Monticello. Um, if anybody doesn't know who that is, that's the Bull Weevils. In case you've seen the uh, in case you've seen the mascot and then. Came back uh, to DeSoto County, was got my first coordinator job at uh, Lake Cormorant High School, and then we did two years there, and then went to Georgia right before the pandemic started. Pandemic happened, and we came back. I uh, had a chance to get my first head coach a job at Lake County where I was there for two years, and then, uh, you know, an opportunity to come home. We've got a, a two-year-old, and uh, it makes all the difference in the world being closer to family. So, Coach Rob, why don't you kind of take us through the administrative part of the hiring process and, and kind of how we got there. Of course, I, obviously I know how we got there, but the listeners at, at home do not know. So kind of take us through that process. Yeah, so kind of the formality of it is uh, once you have an opening in any coaching position, uh, we, we like to follow the process of having the, the job publicly advertised for two weeks. We solicit uh, resumes, applications. Coach Quinn immediately rose to the top of that stack. 
Uh, then we put together a list of, of those that we want to interview, and Coach Quinn kind of separated himself from the others that we uh, selected for the interview, and, and the rest, I guess, as they say, is history, and he's been on the job, like we said earlier in the, in the podcast, late April, early May. He's, he's hit the ground running and was doing the dual duty for a while. I know that was hard on him and his family, but uh, we appreciate him stepping in and, and tackling the, uh, the spring football season because that was important to us to get that ball rolling so that uh, we weren't any further behind than we already had to be. Well, and let me say, obviously, uh, making a, a good hire for Tishomingo County football did not mean more to any two guys than, than you and I, uh, two former TC alums and, and one former TC football coach. So uh, it was extremely important. We, we, we went through a lot of resumes, had, had some good applicants. Uh, probably shouldn't tell this on the air, but after we interviewed Coach, and I don't even think I've told Coach this, I remember I told you, I said, Let, let's just call the guy and offer him. Mm -hmm. And you were like, no, no, we, we've got to talk to the, to the mm -hmm. last couple. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I, you know, I was sold personally from from his vision and, and what he was selling and um and it seems like the kids have been from the ones that i know the ones i've talked to personally are really liking what they're what they're hearing and what they did over the spring and uh i know i'm excited uh, as principal and and i know you and i've talked we're excited about the direction it's headed and and enjoyed you know we how many times have i said i saw some good things in the spring and uh, of course i'm still on the huddle account so i get to go back and watch uh, a little more than, than some people, but uh, I, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing, and I know the kids are working hard. And we've said before, and may have said it in the interview, Coach, you, you correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, the school year goes better when football starts off well. It's just a better school year. It just is. So speaking of football, Coach, I don't know what the exact number of days is from when this podcast will drop to when the actual opening day for football season is. So it it's – pretty quickly coming up it is so it, we'll, it's we'll right talk, here. talk to us a little bit about the early part of the schedule well you know guys like looking at the looking at the schedule from an outsider's perspective you know before I got the job I could tell it was going to be a tough one you know any, any time that you you know you start out with your you know your second game of the year is your biggest rival in Belmont first game of the year is a Mantachi team that's been really good and really competitive the last couple of years and um, you know just kind of kind of scoping that out, it's it's going to be really important for us to get off to a fast start. You know, like we talked about with, you know, football, do, football doing well lifts the whole school year up. It, it, makes, it, makes coming to, it makes coming to school better. There's a lot more, you know, a lot more spirit in the, you know, in the atmosphere. And I, and I feel like the whole school feels it when football does well. But Mantachi, uh, well, first of all, let me start with our Jamboree opponent. Alcorn Central is going to be here the 19th. We picked them up to get kind of an extra home game type deal in. Um, and we will we will scrimmage him here uh, that that first Friday to, for the Jamboree, and then we go to Mantachi, who you know last year came in here, and you know you watch the you watch the film and you see Mantachi, you know you, you think Mantachi football is, is going to be a certain way, but they've actually got a little bit of speed. They got a couple skill guys that you know will give you some trouble, and they've got a couple big cats up front that can roll. Um, going to be really tough, you know, going to be a really tough opening opponent because it's going to be kind of our our, our second time, if you want to count the, the central scrimmage, to do things together as a team for a complete ball game. And I, I know that's going to be a four-quarter ball game. Then the next week, you talk about, you know, win or lose, Mantachi, you have to play Belmont here, which is a heated rivalry game. You guys you guys know just like I do, anything can happen in rivalry games. And, you know, that's the one kind of circled on the calendar for our kids, I know. And they're so excited. They're always up to play that game. And, you know, kind of as an aside to that, you know, I've I've challenged them to, you know, because when you watch the film, the effort's different when we play Belmont. It just is. And I, you see that on film. The challenge is is to play like that every Friday night, no matter who it is. 
But it's going to be really, really important for us to get off to a good start and, you know, play our county, our, you know, our county rival who's, you know, got, plays a physical brand of football. They're very well coached. They're very disciplined. That's going to be, that's going to be very tough um, second week. And then the third week, I believe, is Baldwin. They've got cats all over the place. I remember playing them when I was in high school. They're, uh, they run the flex bone. They, I don't know if this kid graduated or not. They've got a really big fullback and, you know, some, and, and tons of speed. So our work's going to be cut out, of, you know, cut out for us the first month. And um, the whole thing with our kids is just realizing that no matter what happens those first few games, they're all out of region, right? And that's, that's what we've talked about since I got here. Everything is about playoffs. That needs to be where our mindset is, is making the playoffs. So get off to a fast start. Um, let's start correcting some things, going into region play, and then, you know, start stacking some region wins up. Well, Coach, quickly then, um, understand everything that you were talking about there. So quickly, just give us your vision then for TC football going forward. I know you hit on a lot of it, but just um, give us a quick rundown for everyone at home on what you're expecting and what you're looking forward to. I mean, what, what you envision yourself is what you're going to be. You know, and that's what I keep trying to talk to these kids about is – you know, there's nothing that says that, you know, this that we can't win, you know, and, and that's got to be the expectation. Um, you know, and, and kind of talking about this team a little bit in its current form, everybody's, you know, well, it's year one, it's year one, it's year one. Well, my expectations are going to be my expectations, and it's going to be each team's job to meet those expectations. Some groups are going to be more talented than others. Some groups will be faster. Some groups will have more linemen. But the big deal is, is for us to meet the expectations of what our football program is supposed to look like. And to me, that means that we're performing at a high level in the classroom and on the football field. And those two things go hand in hand. You know, there's nothing that says that we can't help little old ladies across the street and be a physical football team. You know, like we can do, you can do both. Of, you can do both those things. They're not mutually exclusive. So that's, that's just trying to get and to drill into the mindset of these kids. It's like, you can. You know, like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do whatever I can. I'm going to do my part to get you in the position to be successful. But let's go ahead and take that mentality of we're not just here to show up. This isn't something to do on Friday night. We're here to win a football game. And if we'll start thinking like that instead of, oh, well, they've just got more athletes than us. Well, okay, maybe. But do they tackle better than we do? Do they block better than we do? Are they more fundamentally sound? And will they fight harder for longer? And that's the whole thing that I think we've got to get to is to where we just don't we don't just accept that it's a foregone conclusion when we get off the bus that this game's going a certain way because they got this guy or that guy. It's they've got to play us for 48 minutes. We'll see what happens at the end, but they've got to play us for 48 minutes to earn a win, and we've got to do the same thing to earn a win. One thing I want to say about Coach, and you know, with him sitting here, not trying to brag on him too much, but one of the things that really caught my my eye in the interview was his, you know, his the research he had done. One of the questions I always ask is, what do you know about TC football? And he was one of the few that came in and said, you know, number 12 looks really good. I think I could do this with him. Number 19 does. And, and that really stood out to me because you'd be surprised at the people that come in and go, well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't really know anything about TC football. I just know you got to call it by the wrong name sometimes. Uh, yeah, or, or or put the wrong uh, athletic director name on the on the cover letter. <laughs> yeah, or the, <laughs> or wrong, the wrong school or misspell it. Yeah, that's right. Um, but but that was one of the things that caught my eye because as a former football coach, uh, I know how how much you know research and and being prepared goes into being successful on Friday nights. So that was that was one thing that that was overly impressive to me early on.
Hey, and while we've got everybody's attention, Mr. Romans, uh, we are uh, tentatively scheduled for a Fall Meet the Braves event for Friday, August the 12th, uh, beginning at 6 p.m. There will be a, a varsity slash JV scrimmage, uh, probably at or around kickoff for 7 p.m. that night. Uh, we'll be featuring members of the band, the cross-country team, volleyball team, cheerleaders, and that's probably in our fall sports and, and activities programs. We'll cross-country? And cross-country, if I didn't say that, on uh, Friday, August the 12th, starting at 6 p.m. Of course, we'll advertise that in advance on our social media channels, and Coach Quinn will help us promote that within the football team, and we'll, we'll communicate all that out in, in due time. But uh, that, that's kind of the public announcement for a fall meet the Braves on August the 12th. For those that are listening, uh, that will be a free admission event at the TC football field. So go ahead and mark your calendars for that. Unless you're uh, uh, someone with another team, you can't come and see what we're doing. That is correct. <laughs> so there again, Friday, August the 12th at 6 p.m., meet the Braves. And also, Coach, I'll just go ahead and drop this on you as well. Uh, we will have a new coaches show starting up this fall, and I'll get with you and get more information to you. To, not trying to put you on the spot, but uh, we're looking forward to uh, to getting you in and letting you talk about the program throughout the season as well. Oh, man, yeah, definitely. And, you know, like I was telling you guys before we started recording, my you know, my last podcast or podcast coaches show was live from the Dairy Queen on Tuesday nights at, uh, at Lake County. So shout out to those guys. That was a, that was a fun little production. But um, it's always good to be able to talk about our kids and promote our kids and you know, really kind of – what I like to do is kind of give everybody an insight, too, into, you know, thought process and, you mm -hmm. know, like what you know what we're thinking and all that good stuff, too. So, it's a, I think that kind of promotes some, promotes some fan involvement. We, wish, we just want to get some excitement around here and, you know, get, get fans in the stands and get everybody to rally around us. And, and the kids feel that on Friday night, too. Well, I think you'll look forward to seeing the Blue Crew this fall. It's, sure. uh, it's quite an event, I'll, I'll say. Uh, so, so speaking of insight, Coach, I don't know how much longer we want to go. I guess we can go as long go, as we want. As long as we want to. The uh, time's free. We, we run this. So, so speaking of insight, of course, you know, everybody's a coach in the stands, um, and everybody's got their own opinion. Tell us a little bit about what the Braves are going to look like. You know, obviously we don't want to give away too much, but a little bit of offensively and defensively scheme-wise. Of course, I know you and I have talked about it, but the, let the people at home know kind of what they're expecting to see. Sure. Uh, don't go get popcorn or don't go to the bathroom unless it's halftime because you're going to miss something. Um, we're going to be fast on offense. We're going to go as fast as we can, get the ball spotted, get lined up. Um, we're going to be a, a power spread team. You know, whatever that looks like as far as the personnel on the field, whether it's four wide, three wide, sometimes we'll get in some empty stuff too. Um, and, but our, our identity is going to be based around running the football and sprinting to the football, being the team that's in the most condition, being the team that's in the best condition. Um, you know, basically – uh, being the most fundamentally sound team that we can be and go as fast as we can. Um, when you're when you've got you know guys like ours where you know they they can they can learn one word calls and they can they can execute you know at a high level going fast and we'll get there. Um, that's kind of what you do. We're gonna put, we're gonna push the pace and try to make the other team as uncomfortable as humanly possible on offense. Now, defense-wise, it's going to be kind of the same thing. It's going to be mirrored except on defense, right? We don't get to dictate the pace of play on defense, but we're going to, we're going to bring a little pressure from all angles. We're going to mix our coverages up. Um, we're, going to kind of, we're going to kind of disguise a little bit where our cleats are, who's coming and, and who's dropping and all those good things. So we're going to be a high-pressure defense um, as far as that's concerned. I think in the spring game we forced three or four turnovers, which was – 
awesome to see because to me that's 21 to 28 points. You know, once we get more of the offense installed, be able to, you know, take shots off turnovers, flip the momentum, um, and really and really kind of take it from there with, you know, eight days to prepare for a flex bone team in the spring, you know, triple option, all that good stuff. We only gave up, I think, four scores with one defense, and one was on the first play. We just didn't squeeze down tight enough, and the, the dive leaked on us and went – you know, but after that, we were pretty we were pretty shut down, and uh, I was really proud to see that because we played one front and one coverage the whole night. We didn't have time to do anything else, and you know, you guys will get to know me as we go. But if I have to die on a hill, it's going to be the execution hill. You know, we're going to be better at what we do than what you know than trying to do a bunch of different things poorly. We're going to do one thing really, really well. So that was uh, that was that was exciting to see and. You know, I, just schematically, just getting the kids in the right spots and and letting them turn loose and play. That's what I that's what I want to see. A lot less thinking and a lot less playing ball. Well, I'm glad you said something that you said um, about your offense is that it's a power spread because a lot of people have this you know image of the spread being finesse and and, and only being inside zone. But you and I have talked. It's it's going to be a lot of power uh, counters and things like that of of gap power football and not a, not so much a zone scheme um you know because you were you were at Ole Miss when Hugh Freeze was there yes and so I mean we've obviously saw that at the highest level they were able to beat Alabama a couple years I mean that's the epitome of 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 physical football uh in the SEC and in college whether you want to admit it or not absolutely oh absolutely Uh, but Ole Miss was able to rise to that so um, I'm glad you said what you said so you know just because we're in the spread it's not finesse it's not inside zone all the time it's it's gap power scheme and uh, of course, that's kind of what we ran uh, when I was here as a coach. Uh, the the Malzahn, the the Hugh Free stuff. Um, so we've we've seen it be successful on that level, and we, and we bring it here as well. So I'm excited about that because uh, you know so many times I've heard, well, we need to be in the eye, running the running the football down their throat. We you need can to, be soft in the eye. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we need to be in the wing tee. Well, a lot of the stuff that you're doing has those same principles. I mean, you can run the buck out of the shotgun. You can run the GT counter out of the shotgun. I mean, it's. The only thing, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the only thing that's different than that is now your quarterback's a running threat because he's in the shotgun. Exactly. Unless you run spinner out of the eye or bootleg, your quarterback's not a running threat. And we look more like a like an old eye team than we would a an air raid Mike Leach team. We're just literally taking the snap out of the shotgun instead of, you know, under the center. Mm-hmm. So, it you know, it, I'm, I'm a big believer in spread offense because it gets guys out of the box. It can make tackles, right? We want to spread them sideline to sideline. Um, you know, even last year going to extremes, we adopted at Lake County the Baylor splits where we were outside the numbers, outside the hash, and outside the numbers, you know. And then that kind of – you kind of get into your own set of issues sometimes with coverages and weird stuff that you see. But, um, you know, for the most part, we want to get guys out of the box that can tackle and then force one-on-one situations, right? The best I can do as a coach is get you one-on-one. That's the best I can do. Coach, like when you're coaching baseball, the best I can do is, is teach you how to get in a plus count, and then when you see fastball, stroke it, right? That's a, as, a, as a coach, the best I can do is get you one-on-one. Everything else is up to you. Speaking of Baylor, uh, you know, another power football team because I was able to personally witness them in the Sugar Bowl against Ole Miss. I was there, um, and that that was power football at at its finest. They they whipped their they whipped their tails up and down the field all night. So, uh, just it's, I'm just glad you're saying the things you're saying because there's this you know 
so many times I've heard it thousands of times of what we need to be doing and, and all this. We are doing that stuff. We're just doing it out of a different look than they did 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's the same footballs. You know, you don't invent anything in football. You know, I mean, anybody that thinks they came up with anything is dead wrong. Right. Because somebody was doing, you know, Newt Rockney was doing it. Dutch Meyer was doing it in the 1940s and 50s. You know, you're, you're not doing anything new or creative. Um so, you know, the, basically the, the the shotgun version of the single wing is kind of what we're doing. You know, that's it's exactly what it looks like. So, you know, you can get as technical as you want with that and go back in time as long as you want with that. But there's one thing that always wins in football, and that's being physical, right? The more physical team is going to win almost all the time. So that's, a, that's, a, that's an important part, no matter whether you're a five-wide team or a, you know, a wing T team, the most physical team's going to win, and that's how you and that's that shows up in how you coach it every day. And there you have it, TC Braves Nation. Our first interview with head football coach Corey Quinn. So from all of us here today, Principal Dax Glover, Athletic Director Jared Robinson, and head football coach Corey Quinn. I'm Brandon Roman saying thank you for tuning in and go Braves.